Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, my most excellent fine friends, and welcome to another edition of Raha Lustapa. This one's going to be interesting. It's with Katie Wilkins, a.k.a. Mrs. Catherine Herring. She doesn't go by that name very often for some reason. It's my wife. My wife! Um, let's see if our marriage can survive the tortuous process of face-to-face Rahalastapa. She was actually sitting right here with me, which was nice. So it was nice to be in touching distance of my guest. And I was allowed to touch her for once. Hooray! Hooray from the laws of marriage. Um, uh, it was a lot of fun, but let's see if we're still married by the end of it. I hope you will enjoy it. Hey, look, um, lots of cool things going on. Twitch of fun still happening on uh, Thursdays. 
twitch.tv slash Herring. Snooker still going on, twitch.tv slash Herring. usually on Mondays, the final may not be on a Monday. Uh, those Clapham Grand gigs still going ahead, May the 24th, May the 31st, June the 7th, June the 14th and July the 5th. We've got no such thing as a fish confirmed for the 14th of June, I believe. Uh, Sarah Kendall for the first show, Johnny Vegas for the second one. And I'll be getting on with booking other people. They're very, get very slow at getting back to me. And people are busy because work has started to happen again. But we'll get some fantastic guests. You can come to the theatre to see them. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. Why do I keep saying my own website wrong? Uh, or you can buy tickets to view live streamed. It would be lovely if you could do either of those two things. It would be fantastic to have, have a big live audience. Socially distance at least for the first few. And who knows, maybe the last one. Might not even be socially distanced. Imagine. That would be cool. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. I did it. Uh, Richard Herring. No, twitch.tv. Damn. Twitch.tv slash Herring. Now let's sit back, relax, and enjoy Raha Lastapa with my fantastic, brilliant wife, Katie Wilkins. She's even more than my wife, really. She's an individual in her own right. <laughs> You're going to enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who had baked beans for lunch and just realised this is the only recording he's done in over a year where he's not allowed to fart during it. It's Richard Herring. Hello. I've been farting all year long in here. I've been in a cloud of my own effluent. Hello. Welcome to Richard Herring. Richard Herring's Les's superb triumph on Pointless. Yeah, look. We, we did it. We did it. And it was mainly Les Dennis. Well, the jackpot was all Les Dennis. Um, though I was talking with uh, Carrie Simmons. Uh, I was sitting on a £10,000 sofa that matched the curtains and wallpaper. It was a bit gaudy, I thought. Uh, it had no arms either. Apparently that cost extra. They couldn't afford it. Uh, and she says the people at John Lewis call it Rahelastopus. So I don't know if that's going to catch on. Because it's them that's cool. Ah, uh, yes, I'm brilliant. Um, yes, uh Finally, I, well, I've had this for 15 months because we recorded uh, that episode of Pointless in February 2020 before lockdown. Um, so it's been there sitting hidden away from you all. I finally got it on the fourth attempt. And given there are four teams, that's just the law of averages at work there. Um, but it was very delightful to win. Um, I was trying to give Salman Rushdie, I think, all the way through and... Uh, I think I did think of Salman Rushdie. I don't know why I didn't say it. It was pointless. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Les got a pointless one. Uh, what else has been going on? Um, uh, I've got a haircut coming up on uh, next week. Next time you see me, I'll have had my haircut. I'm considering having uh, all of it cut off. If you're listening to the audio podcast, I have very long and unruly, but still kind of gorgeous hair. Um, so that'll be exciting. I'm, should I take the whole lot off? Just shave it all off? Every bodily hair? I'll think about it. Uh, what's been going on this week? Someone tweeted me a screen grab from a website uh, saying, as of 2021, Richard Herrings is not dating anyone. Richard is 53 years old. According to celebs couples, Richard Herring had at least one relationship previously. He has not been previously engaged. Fact, Richard Herring is turning 54 years old in 80 days. Be sure to check out top 10 facts about Richard Herring at Famous Details. It was a hell of a way to find out that my wife has left me, uh, and we may talk about this in the podcast. Also, given I've never been engaged, that we were never actually married in the first place. 
uh, according to this website. But ladies and gay men and straight men who for some reason want to go out with a heterosexual man. I'm single now, apparently. I'm a free entity. So if you're like one bollocked fat men uh, who are not dating anyone but have had one relationship in their nearly 54 years on this planet, form an orderly queue. Uh, I can't wait to see the other nine facts on famous details if one of them is... The sharing is as strong as how many days it is until I'm 54. Maybe the next one will be that I'm 445 days away from my 55th birthday. Uh, another uh, one of these sites uh, said that I have a net wealth of $1.5 million, which is terrific news. I didn't think I had any dollars to talk, but I'm definitely going to sell that net now I know how much it's worth. It's just been sitting around. Um, and I'm a member of Comedian, apparently. Um, it did predict I'd get cancer. It said cancer at the bottom, so I don't know how they knew. So it's not all nonsense. Um... And also, I've been watching um, a TV a bit, and I've so I've seen the the new Go, Go Compare ads, which have Gio Compare Rio, I think that's his name, the Go Compare man, but also the man who plays the Go Go Compare man, who I think is called Gwyn Evans. Uh, and what struck me is uh, that uh, how is it possible that the the man who plays the Go Compare man is actually worse at playing himself than he is at playing the character? Gio Compario is actually the better actor of the two. And the bloke who plays him is all... Is, I mean, it's, it must be embarrassing. Uh, he, well, Gio Campario seems embarrassed by the acting of the other man. Also, if you're sitting next to Gio Campario and you're the one overacting, that is quite an achievement. Uh, is it possible that Gwyn Evans is the character created and played by Gio Campario? I don't know. You check out the adverts. I can't explain it to you why it is. Um, uh, it's 118 days, 118, 118 days since, uh, remember that advert? Since uh, I had uh, an alcoholic drink. Cheers! That's alcohol-free beer, so tricked you, my fine friends. Um, let's, oh, do watch out for those uh, gigs we're doing at the Clapham Grand. So go to richchain.com slash gigs where all the guests will be revealed as we get as we book them. Uh, you can watch them live online with for a little bit of money or you can come to the theatre and watch them and there are still tickets available. So for all five shows, uh, we've got Johnny Vegas, we've got um, Sarah Kendall and we've got Robin Asquith from off of the Confessions films at the moment. There'll be more to come. But talking of someone who definitely hasn't been 118 days without alcohol, she hasn't been... 118 seconds without alcohol. Uh, she's probably best known for her appearance on Stand Up Hero. Will you please welcome Catherine Wilkins, ladies and gentlemen. It's Katie Wilkins. <laughs> Catherine Katie Wilkins. Wilkins. Hello, come in. Good there evening. There you go. Look, it's actually a... Put we're here. I can touch... I'm allowed to touch her because we're in a bubble. <laughs> it's, it's very... I can't believe we haven't thought of that. Then we did think about it briefly before. <laughs> Having you as a guest. Oh, right. On Rehle when you're in the house. It's oh, a yeah. lot easier than... With Jeremy Paxman, yeah. it took me half an hour to get him to... He had the iPad up his nose. <laughs> he hadn't got any sound. It's just you come from downstairs. Next week we could have... <laughs> Phoebe could do it next week, my daughter. And Ernie. The cat could do it. The dog could do it. Oh, oh. The, the cat can't hear. So like. You've solved lockdown. How are you doing? I'm all you're right. right. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Is this weird? Uh, oh, you get messages. Yeah, up. there's weird. There's hello weird. to the people. It's a little bit. They're a little bit behind us. Are um, they? Hello, Katie says uh, Latchmore. Yeah, there you go. Hello. Um, so, uh, how was uh, what was the stand-up show all about? The uh, stand-up hero. What was that all about? That was a fun show. Yeah. And I did five minutes of stand-up. 
Yeah, on, on ITV, the TV. On ITV4. The, that's that's, the, the higher the number, the better the channel, That's right? the big one. Yeah. Um, I'm not a sellout like <laughs> some of the other comedians that are on the mainstream channels. Yeah. Um, I think, and it was officially a competition, so I think each one comedian won each week, and then all the winners had an episode at the end. Right. I think Josh Widdicombe won the whole thing. I well, think, that's pretty good. I think he did. Well, he went on to be, he did okay, didn't he? How did you get on? <laughs> didn't win my episode. Oh. Who was in my episode? Unless it... I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. I Well, I didn't win, I can tell you that. No. If it even was a competition. It was I'm a competition. Sure they, I'm pretty sure it was a competition. It was a competition, and Vic <laughs> Reeves was rude about you. Oh, yes, he was. And Rachel Riley was rude about you. Yeah, I'm not popular. That's why him. I beat Rachel Riley at House of Games. I was going to let her win, but now I did, for your honour. Because she didn't, she didn't say you. What did she say? They didn't like you swearing because you were quite rude. No, it wasn't. I didn't even swear. They, Vic Reeves said that he thought when he, this was his opening. But and Brendan Burns hosted it, and Brendan Burns was awesome. Um, love Brendan Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Vic Reeves's opening bit was, oh, she came out. I thought, pretty girl. Oh, shame she's talking about sex. That was his. Um, there's not much I can do about that. No reason could not talk about sex for Vic Reeves. Well, why? Because <laughs> he's a weird old man who doesn't like women talking about sex. Um, and uh, who's looking after the kids, by the way, while we're doing this? <laughs> Shit. Uh, hopefully they'll be asleep. We'll hear them. We'll almost certainly hear them. If I did check. Goes they are asleep. We often, we, I'm doing this, and or I'm doing like maybe the puppet show, and you're doing Drunk Women Downstairs. Yeah. And the, with the kids, you know, we're both doing podcasts. Yeah. Well, just if anything happens, we'll just... Uh, they're we'll like they're like lockdown latchkey kids. What do you think about this? Is this what the Pointless Trophy yeah, looks like? Yeah, you could have had one of those. I've Don't ne- touch it. I've never no, seen one. It. I didn't know You have seen one. Rule. There was a picture of it on the... when we were, we were on Pointless. I think we talked about it last time we were on with the drunk women. Uh, and you could have had one of these of your own. We could have had three of these in the house now if you'd done a better job. I mean, I don't want to slag off Pointless, but yeah. that is a slightly underwhelming trophy. Do you mean, look, it's like inside, it's got like a hologram in it of Richard Osman's face if you hold is it in the right light. Is it really? Light. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Pointless counter, I think. That's a bit of fun. I went on with you and you played Family Fortunes and then I was on with Les yeah. Dennis from Family Fortunes. Yeah, um, also, you sold that to me as, hey, it'll be like a date night. Do you want to... <laughs> They've called me with five minutes till the show. Do you want to come on Pointless with me? John Stapleton dropped out with his wife, <laughs> Lynn Foldswood, I think it is. I think she wasn't very well. And we got called up at the last minute and we were meant to be yeah. going out. And I and thought, I... oh, she won't, Katie won't come. So you, you sold it to me as date night. Yeah, it was a date. And if we got then... knocked out straight away, we could have gone for dinner, couldn't we? Well, we did actually go for dinner. Did we? Yeah, we were very drunk by then. How did we get drunk at Pointless? There was shitloads of booze was in there? the green room. Do you not remember? I don't. <laughs> I just remember the disappointment of crashing out to Robert Lindsay we and went, his daughter. We sat in the green room with all the booze that we just sort of necked. Right. And then um, you were still watching that. Like Everyone was kind of chatting that had been knocked out. But you were watching the thing and then you were like, I would have got a Pointless answer. I would have got a Pointless answer. But I don't think I'd have chosen the, the one they chose. So I might not have done. There we go. Um, what was I going to ask you about? Let's have a look. Because, um, you know, we might find out some stuff we didn't know about each other. That would I, I be found fun out. If we could still surprise each I find, other. I found out some things in the. We did a pre match interview that will be up in the backstage interview for Badgers. Um, and 
found out about you you done litter picking. I did know that because it's in there, but I didn't know. I'd never heard you talk about it. You did a lot of jobs uh, before you became a comedian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you all of them because they're all on your website. Cool. See if you can remember anything about them. You delivered pizzas. Yes. How was that? Terrible. Did you ever get into a situation like in porn films where someone delivers a pizza and then they start having sex with all the people in the house? I mean, if it could be the exact opposite <laughs> of that, that was more what happened. Did you ever not deliver your pizza in yes. 30 minutes? Oh, yeah. So there was this thing that we had to deliver it in 30 minutes. Yeah. This was pre-sat-navs. Okay. I just passed my driving test. I was like 17, 18. And um, I was often late mm-hmm. delivering. I would get lost. And then one time a pizza didn't arrive at all. I just gave up and went back home. Right. Back home, back to the Domino's pizza. Which Am I allowed to kind say it's Domino's? Yeah, of course yeah. Why on, not? On my podcast, we'd be like, ooh, let's be careful. Um, no, you don't have to be careful on this. On, uh, but there was one, yeah, so I just delivered my pizzas late to really angry people <laughs> shouting at me that definitely didn't want to have sex with me. Nah. But sometimes, uh, if I did deliver it on time, sometimes I got a tip. Right. I made two quid once. Nice. Good. That's the first job. Insurance broker? Yes. Probably nothing much. Was that in Norwich? No. no. Well, I've seen where you were an insurance broker. Haven't we driven past it? Oh, uh, we probably have. I thought it was Norwich. Where, well, where was it? Bishop Stortford. Oh, no, I don't know we have. Uh, shelf Stacker? Yeah. How did you go for insurance brokers better than Shelf Stacker? I don't think these are in chronological okay. order. Litter Picker, I know about. Photo Developer, I'm interested in. Where were you developing photos? So I, I was, don't know anything about this. I was. This was my first job after this, university. This is like our first date. <laughs> I should have asked this on the first date. Wasn't up on a handy website for you to. I should have said, "What? Okay, what did you? What other jobs have you done apart from being well, a comedian? Because I met you when you were a comedian." Yeah. Uh, so it was click twenty minute. Ah, uh, the big selling point of my photography. So okay. Yeah. So by the way, this is two thousand and one, um, and you can't just make your own porn. Uh, at this, I mean, maybe you can, uh, but uh, but basically not that many people had so one of our selling points is we could put photos on a digital thing where we're really trying to flog oh we're developing your photos do you want it on a porn film no sorry okay why did you bring up porn because people would make porn and we had to develop it i was going to ask you about that next so Uh, carry on so um so our big selling point was we could do it in 20 minutes instead of an hour okay so we're very busy at lunch times Okay. Uh, and yeah, people would come in. We got photo because you get to because you have to check the photos. Yeah. People think it's private, but you have to check the quality of the photo. Sure. Uh, so somebody had pictures of them visiting Elvis's grave. Okay, that's all right. Somebody I don't know was like researching animal cruelty. So we had some horrific photos of. Might what, have been that they what, might have been cruel to animals. I felt like it was part of something else. <laughs> okay. We had a lot of couples um, doing it, making porn. Yeah. Cool. Um, and we're not actually we weren't supposed to because that was technically legally it was like broadcasting or publishing yeah. whatever images once you print so it we you can't get out of it so can we you were, you, we, you have to look it up we look at them first supposed to give it back to them right. and I remember one time they came back to get it and everyone ran to the back of the shop and left this poor Saturday girl <laughs> to just like go like uh, like she wasn't supposed to give it back to them but she just yeah, did I think didn't you have to sign to some contract where you were never allowed to discuss what you saw in the photos no okay. it was minimum wage i think it might have been less than minimum wage cool so did you always give them back even when it was born unless it was something no illegal? there was one that we didn't give back what was it was on that it was porn yeah um 
it was it, so good that you wanted was, to keep it. <laughs> it said, let's make a few copies, I think it was a share bit, it around. I think it was a bit more extreme than okay. just like couples titillating each other. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, that's um, all right. No, it's not for you to judge. I, it's not. Well, quickie snaps. They're making... <laughs> What's, uh, what is pornography and what is art? Yeah, I know it when I see it. <laughs> um, well, you worked in reception. Yeah. You worked as an HR recruiter. Recruiter. Yeah. What's that mean? Uh, that means I typed in CVs onto the system mainly, but yeah. I also booked interviews. I have, I, I don't know if it's a great anecdote, but I once booked two people with the same name for one interview. Wow, that is a good anecdote. <laughs> it's really bad. What was their name? Oh, what was their name? It was something quite mundane, like yeah. Robert Robert Boris or something. Robert like, Boris. It, was, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Like Robert Boris. It was like, out of all the. <laughs> She I think, come up with. I think one of the names was Robert. Yeah. I can't remember what if that was the first name or a surname. Okay. But like Eminem was really popular. This was in the early two thousands. So yeah. like after everyone got over the like the hell of having to book an extra meeting room to deal with what <laughs> I'd caused them, because um, I was like a young temp like doing all the grunt work. Um, everyone, everyone in the HR department came up to me and went, "Well, the real if his name was Robert Boris, yeah. please stand up." <laughs> like everyone made that joke to me, but also they both got offered a job. Right. Uh, but also, I think they but... both knew what had happened because of. <laughs> <laughs> but they would know once they arrived. Went, "Hello, who are you?" And they went, "You yeah, got the there same name." Two... What What had happened was one of them was very high up. So the person that had was trying to recruit him hadn't put him on the system yeah and he was like right this guy's my friend and like i want him to come through the back door and oh, okay. he's really impressive and so i was like yeah 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 he's there and then he was like um he hasn't had a phone call so he so anyway this guy partly caused yeah uh, it wasn't your fault sat i mean, mean you've done a lot of jobs given that you like you were a stand-up comedian by the age of 26 uh, and you're doing this office temp Admin assistant, cashier, waitress. Where did you, where did you wait? Uh, a pub and a restaurant. Okay. And a, ho- a hotel. Oh, I knew about the hotel. I'm learning a lot about you. I mean, I really should have talked to you. I'm, We've I'm had a... the whole of lockdown to talk and we just haven't really... <laughs> We've we just have... been re-watching <laughs> The Office. <Yeah>. And, <laughs> and uh, Community and Rick and Morty. We watch the same things over what and over. What are people saying? We've got a lot of it's... people. I want to tell you, there's 467 people watching. They want to... They That's want... a lot. That's a huge <laughs> number. Couples therapy, but make that it is, art. That is... Uh, don't don't include them. They'll just get. Ex- well, what some Robert Boris? They're sitting. They're enjoying they're Robert yeah, Boris. They are. Don't. It's not interesting. The Imagine if who, Robert Boris was it's not on the podcast. So don't look. Don't don't Hope, refer to them. They'll get excited. Hope Buzz Aldrin. Michael Collins has died to die today. Who we did dis- I discussed oh, no. uh, with Brian Regan uh, about ha- how he was the one left behind in the capsule while the others went down. Who is my favourite serial killer? I don't have one. Sorry. Don't stop asking. I've got a good question. I have to start. We're having a good time talking about your jobs. Don't have to start answering the questions off of. They go by really. Do you like all of the series? I don't have a favourite. I like them all. I think they're all doing a great. It doesn't seem fair to pick one. My favourite band is the Beatles. Sorry, go on. That's why you guys don't. don't. That's why we don't get them to ask questions. What's your favourite band? Is that in my? Is that is that in there? Is that in my books? No, because it's a bad question. Um, and uh, you're a stand-up comedian, apparently, and a writer as well. And a customer service rep. Yep. Cool. Done a lot of jobs. That was my worst one. Um, <laughs> being a, being was... a customer service rep is worse than picking up litter. Why is why what was, what was the bad thing about Because me? people are ringing you to shout at you. Mm. Whereas... I do that quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit job. Yeah. 
the people pushing around going, I've got my own podcast with, you know, 467 people watch no. it live. People... So you better get me a new computer now. <laughs> Ian Apple. No, do you know what? You would be a treat. People ring you up and go, I'm going to get you fired. Here's what, here's what I want. And you have to do it. That's good. I would like to. So you had a troubled childhood, Katie. Where have you got this from the internet? Are you basing this on our marriage? I'm basing this on working out, reading between the lines. You you nearly murdered. You you nearly a serial killer oh, yourself. You commit. You okay. almost committed a murder. Right, you've got the exclusive on this. <laughs> As a three-year-old, were you three or four years old? Yeah. So you nearly a murderer. You imagine you've been in prison, banged up. Tell us the story <laughs> of your of you, your murders. Okay, so. Uh, I was two years old. I was at nursery, preschool, Mm -hmm. and I was playing with this truck, and it was a really great toy. I really loved it, and it was like at the back of it had sort of holes in it, so you could push it forwards and backwards with your fingers in the holes. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little boy who was slightly bigger than me wanted to play with the truck and grabbed it off me, and I said, no, I'm playing with this. I haven't finished with it. But he grabbed it so hard that he cut my fingers because my fingers were in one of these holes. I guess we didn't have health and safety toys <laughs> in the 80s. And he ripped and he really injured my fingers and yeah. he took it and ran off with it. And I was powerless to um, stop him. As a two-year-old, obviously, a lot of rage. Mm-hmm. He then went outside and was riding on it. Uh, now, outside... Now, we weren't supposed to go outside. So, again, 80s childcare. But it was at the top of a very, very steep drive which then uh, ended in a very busy road. Uh, he was sitting on the truck that he'd stolen from me at the top of the drive. I was so angry. I chased him and I pushed him in a fit of rage. And he started zooming down the hill. But then the people that were in charge of us came running out and stopped him and saved him. Right. Uh, so he lived. Nobody... But, but if no one had come out, he would have gone into traffic and died. Well, he would have gone into traffic. And you would have been responsible. I. Do you think they're sent to prison for that? Well, basically, I think I have been on a watch list ever since. <laughs> and I think that this is, reputation has followed me through my childhood. But you were a genius at school, your mum said. you had, When you were little, you had the IQ of a genius. That's correct. Yeah. What went wrong? Well, I was put on a serial killer list and then they didn't let me read books. Wow. You still are. You know, I, don't, I wouldn't say you're the, you're the second cleverest person in this family, I would say. Who's the first cleverest? My daughter. <laughs> um, very clever. Uh, look, oh, I met you when you were doing stand-up. We met in Southampton. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Uh, A year before we became lovers. <laughs> I think we'll have to admit that we have, we're in a, a relationship with each other. I, Just yeah, I think the jig is up. Think of people, because otherwise people will be suspicious about what's going on. Um, and you were a great stand-up, and you don't really do stand-up very much anymore so you're just doing the what was your what was why did you stop doing stand-up um i i think at the time that i started to taper off stand-up writing had started to pay more and it was difficult to also i I mean i did i think i'd sort of i did start tapering off before i got pregnant so it's not because don't start blaming me you, you got me knocked up. Um, I don't know. It just—it's a lot of traveling, and it was harder to 
But yeah, I don't know. I think I I wouldn't say that I've stopped. I would say that I've paused. And I once I started doing it less, I was still scribbling. I've got loads of notes of ideas of stuff I'd love to turn into something. But when you when are you gonna when am I gonna do it? When am I gonna anytime? And then get out there. And then gig and work. It's yeah, so, get out like, there. Stand up is awesome, but it's so many man hours. You got a very supportive to... husband who'll stay at home and look after the kids. I mean, yeah. But then, up to a point, though. <laughs> I'll do one day a week. I'll let you have one night a week away. See? I know you're joking. But also, it's just the, ma- the, the amount of man hours that it takes to produce what looks like a small... I really love stand-up. I think it's amazing. And well, I, I would like to do it more. You're, very, you know, you're quite an unusual presence on stage because you're quite nervous and shy. But then you did this quite full-on rude stuff so it was there was a lot of surprises in your act but it was it felt like oh she's you know she's quite nervous but yeah. that sort of is your character really yeah I, I mean it's not so much in drunk women though in drunk women you're not sort of you're sort of fairly confident I don't know it's weird like I can't because some of it you start out and most of what you're doing is an accident and then you get feedback and then you're like, well, is that working for me? Is that hurting me? Should I lean into that? So I just don't know. You had a lot of good stuff. I quoted one of your routines in, in my book, oh, The Problem did? With Men, yeah, um, which is a great routine about um, renaming things like Coke Zero yeah. uh, is renamed for men to make it more appealing to men. So you didn't want to buy Diet Coke because yeah. it's got the word diet in the title. And then you had other ideas of things that could tell us some of the things that could be renamed because it's a good bit. But won't everyone know it from your book that they, they definitely They won't, because these pricks don't support me. I <laughs> uh, was uh, hoovering, was going to get renamed Mega Carpet Warfare. To appeal to men, and then that works for me. Although I, I feel since, not to interrupt your routine, I feel since they've brought in kind of slightly more high-tech hoovers, right. that, that, that it feels a bit like that anyway. So I like hoovering. Mm-hmm. You don't need to rename that. Mm-hmm. What was the other one, Katie? There's two more. Okay. Asking for directions. Yeah. Whereas, um... God, well, I haven't done this recently. <laughs> well, you should have been ready. <laughs> I didn't. What's asking for directions? Oh, no, I should relearn all my routines. Yeah, you should. There were some um, good ones. Whereas... I can't remember. It's gone. I can remember the last one. Yeah, but that would do the last one. Cunnilingus could be renamed Turbo Tongue Hero against the Hooded Avenger. There you go. It's good. It's a good bit. It's so good. I put it in my book. I'm hoisting in your jokes. I stole your joke for the uh, about uh, the bullies. Oh, you did. She writes all my material. She's very good. Uh, you did two shows at Edinburgh. Chip off the odd block. Can I? Um, yeah. What? That jo- the the um, Coke Zero joke. Yeah. You encouraged me about that joke though. Did I? Because in, in a very early incarnation of that joke, uh, we were doing previews together. Mm-hmm. And I said, I've got this bit, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, that's really good. Do more with that. Make it a comedy rule of three. So that's when I wrote the other two bits. I'm a, you know, I give so much back to you. That's the thing. Yeah. So good. Well, look, you uh, you did two shows in Edinburgh and then you didn't, you didn't. Then that was it. Joy's my middle name because it is your middle name. And a chip off the odd block with lots of funny stuff about uh, your dad's circulars. Which, oh, you know, yeah. is funnier if you know him, which I do know him. <laughs> it's quite a lot about your mum and dad. Yeah. How do your mum and dad feel about you putting them in their comedy skits? Um, well, so that one is from is a very 2009 uh, comedy circular uh, because it was the year that my everybody got 
Look, uh, they got the norovirus. Right. Uh, and my dad wrote extensively about that. In the, uh, he abandoned. He went skiing and left my mum and his elderly mother at home. <laughs> then everybody got sick, um, and he just wrote very. Uh, well, and then he put it in the family then, in the end of year roundup that he sent yeah, out to everyone. He, he just outed himself. Yeah, but he's very matter of fact and logical. He doesn't um, think about things the way other people do. Um, <laughs> But also he, because uh, I, I started doing it as a bit and my mum was at the back of the gig and somebody, the other comics knew that my mum was there and one of them said to her, do you not mind your daughter saying that you had diarrhoea on stage? <laughs> um, because there was, I think, oh, there was something about, something about how to spell diarrhoea. Anyway, my mum said to this person. I know how to spell diarrhea. Like, the bit that she was annoyed about was that it had been questioned whether she knew how to spell diarrhea. So she, she didn't give a shit that everyone was still... I'm a scientist. I could talk about diarrhea, but she knew how to spell it. She's a very good speller. Mm. That's what she What's meant. it like being married to another comedian and you constantly trying to, you know, something happens and you're both trying to use it as material in your sets? Or, you know, are you making each other laugh all the time? Is that what happens? There is stuff that we've both tried to use, actually. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. There was one when we first started dating. Yeah. And you, we'd been, see, we'd seen each other a couple of times and you said, would you like to be my girl? Yeah. And I said, what does that involve? <laughs> That's true. Yes. And you said, are you an alien? <laughs> I think most people would know that means I'm trying to ask you out. Um, but I thought it was a bit vague and I wanted a bit more. Uh, the apple doesn't it, fall far from the yeah. tree. That's what I said in my show. Um, and uh, is it just, I guess you're just making each other laugh the whole, just because you're both fun, so funny all the time, just make each other laugh all the time, I'm guessing. What, whatever all bit day you're long. ramping up to, yes, whatever. Does that help? <laughs> That's what it must be like being married to a comedian. It must be yeah. amazing. Um, and But you went into writing books for children. Mm-hmm. But this was something you've been doing for like a long time. So in one of those jobs, was it the when you were on reception? Mm-hmm. You were writing. You were secretly writing a book. Uh, the I I started writing the book when I was a barmaid. Actually, that was when I was in the hotel and I was a waitress and a barmaid. Right. Um, or maybe I started just before. I, the thing is, I'd always always a huge comedy fan. Uh, jokes and stories, everything. I loved all that stuff. And I really wanted to do... I'd always thought about stand-up. But I thought, I can't do that. That's not for me. That's for the other people that can do those things. But I... So I started trying to write a funny book, the kind of book that I would have liked to have read when I was a teenager. So I was writing that when I worked in the place. And And then I started sending it out to places. I mean, it's pretty difficult to get books published. And I keep on saying to you how amazing this is that you managed to do this and you never really you know take it as you're always you're always too self-critical and to see it like that but it's sort of amazing people write books and send them off and then nothing happens with it but yeah. you wrote a book on your own under your own seam and sent it off and well, then someone got back to you eventually and said well that no to be fair what happened was i wrote a book and i sent it off and it was doing the rejection rounds and i was getting letters that it didn't feel like they'd even read it like it was slush pile I was nobody everyone was like no 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 thank you we don't need this we don't want you and then and I was like well that's you know I'm trying um and then I started doing stand-up comedy 
and I just met more people that were similar and doing similar things and you just meet all the people that go oh you that, that person might like you they're doing this they're looking for somebody that does this and then I started writing a sitcom with a friend and then that eventually got somewhere and then I eventually had a meeting with an agent who said uh do you have anything else and I said I've got this book so you know sotto voice that no one wants (laughs) and she said oh well I'll pass that to my colleague who works in that department and then that person like really liked it and she is still my agent now although that agency disbanded it's a whole roller coaster but Um, it's amazing you know what I when people email me and say how do I become a writer I say start small and do something little and work your way up but you basically wrote a book and then that book not quite but that book was given in and they said rewrite it for slightly younger kids yeah and then that was so that was you know that that was you writing a book on your own without any anyone telling you to do so and basically getting it published within a few years which is quite a success story i mean i mean you can spin it that way for sure or you can spin it your way and say you know that you are well it's not i'm not gonna go oh I'm just lucky. Well, I am a bit, though. But also, it's not... It's... It's the thing about combat. you got to... you got to go where... I don't know. I wasn't just trying one thing. I was trying lots of things, I mm-hmm. guess, by that point. And so the books you've done... How many books have you written now? Six? Uh, five out? Six are out, and I'm writing the seventh. Yeah, I should know that. Good. I should know the numbers. Um, you know, just out of respect for a guest i should know the numbers having researched <laughs> which is the best one for people to buy for their nine to 13 year old children well so the thing is there's two categories of books out the first four are eight to 12 year olds and mm-hmm. they're a series um the my best friend and other enemies series and they're funny books about a 11 year old in year six who uh, a new girl, a cool girl, comes and steals her best friend, and she uses comedy to try and um, defend herself against bullying and stuff. Um, and then it's all the adventures they have with school musicals and stuff as the series goes on. And then the the other two books are standalone books that are for sort of ten to fourteen, mm-hmm. but they're kind of like PG young adult books. There's not really any snogging or swearing or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes them PG? I'm that's my term um <laughs> just to help people there's um, shoplifting in one of them is there, that, is, there is yeah that's pretty racy yeah that's but you know it's uh, they like boys they're looking at boys they're looking at boys they are looking at them it's a bit racy they're very funny books thank you are they based on your life I mean kind of a yeah. bit but you know and what's the new one gonna be so the new one, which comes out next year, is going to be called um, You're Not the Boss of Me. Okay. Yeah. And is it about someone not being the boss of someone else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's about um, uh, somebody in year nine who really likes writing and making co- and performing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, who happens to be a girl. Um, and then they're in this kind of um, alternate school play where they get to write sketches and all the year nine pupils get to do this lower school kind of review where they're writing sketches and songs and stuff. But like the boys try and take over. Yeah, I guess just, I get where this is coming just from. Just some of the, not, not, hashtag not all boys, <laughs> but some of the boys start to try and take over and it's a, it's, about, it's a bit about how to stick up for yourself when the world is not fair. 
So they're doing well and they're selling quite well, but yeah. I would like them to start selling <laughs> really well, like J.K. Rowling level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd take half of J.K. Rowling mm. if they sold half as well as J.K. Rowling's, and then I can retire. So that. So if you could all buy them, my best friend and other enemies, okay. my my stupid friend and well, so other the, people. The older ones. There's one called um, When Good Geeks Go Bad. Yeah. And that's about the good girl that's, that tries shoplifting because she gets dared to try shoplifting. She gets in with a new crowd of friends and um, she's just trying it out. She's just not sure who she is. There's, things are going a bit wrong for her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she sorts it all out by the end. It's all Did right. you ever shoplift when you were at school? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, not when I was at school. Annika Rice did. Did she? Yeah. What did she steal? She stole big bras that did were much she? too big for her. What was the motivation behind that? She wanted to get caught so that her family oh. would pay attention to. Wow! Wow! And then that's I got I got that out of her, as as of other people. That's amazing. Yeah, I used to shoplift. I know all about you and the sweets. That's I shoplift the sweets. That's why I stole a hair dryer from Boots. Did you? Probably still got it. Probably one when, of the ones we use with the kids. How old were you when you did that? Twenty-eight years old. I was about twenty-one, twenty-two. I was. Re- I came to it very late. Uh, and it was a cry for help, and I, st- I only stole things I didn't need, like Annika Rice, and it was just a sport, really, that was the thrill of... Okay. I occasionally stole p- printer ribbons, which I did need. It was really easy to steal things in the 1990s. Yeah. You could still print ribbons. For, imagine that. That's very expensive. You couldn't, you couldn't do that for now. No. Um, don't shoplift kids, it's bad. Kinder eggs, um, all sorts of things. Occasionally still do it if uh, I'm getting bad service. So watch out, and if there's pick and mix. They'll never catch me. Covid means there's no pick and mix. They'll never catch me. I know, I'm very upset about it. (laughs) That's that's how I got most of my calories. You're the worst victim. (laughs) It's a terrible thing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, are you ever mistaken for Catherine Wilkin, the New Zealand actress? Um, it hasn't come up yet. Okay. 
because Wikipedia says not to be mistaken for Catherine Wilkin, and then when you go to Catherine Wilkin's page, it says not to be mistaken for Catherine Wilkin. Cool. So as long as no one is doing that. I mean, it sounds like everyone's been very efficient. She was in a motorcycle crash in the she? 1990s and with a with a partner, Tommy, died at the motorcycle crash. I found out a wow. lot about her. <laughs> I got I kind of went down a rabbit hole of Catherine Wilkin. <laughs> I'm thinking how oh, different shit. my life could have been if you know I'd ended up with that cat. If there'd been a clerical error, I'd be. been to your job and you'd yeah. you'd been booking in. I'd, I'd booked the interviews. Yeah, and then I would have ended up with Catherine Wilkin. She seems nice. I'm sorry she had that incident in her life that's harrowing so um oh and by the way that i mentioned at the beginning about the website that says i'm worth uh, 1.5 million dollars yeah it says you're worth one to five million dollars does it yeah so you where, where you're screwing <laughs> away this extra 3.5 million dollars i was there happy with my 1.5 million dollars now i find out you got 3.5 million dollars somewhere hidden away wow it seems to exaggerate slightly is this like a new website? Because it's every all of the uh, whoever you look up, it's the same sentence. They patterns. always do, it, but it's a wave. I don't know because if you look at it, it's basically got no information about either yeah. of us really, and it doesn't know your You're height. Just but then it's got your Instagram page. You know, some things that are easy to get, it's yeah. got, but it hasn't got the the basic things. Yeah. But it has worked out. I think they just put it in high. Just I think well, they obviously haven't done their research because no. we haven't got five million dollars. Why am I worth more than you? Well, you know, someone's taken a look. I think someone looked at the photos and thought, who's got the money in that couple? Who's making money? You. Not, not me. Um, in, uh, we've been married for nine years. We've just spent yeah. about our ninth wedding anniversary. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's great. So I, did, it? I keep nodding and there's, most people are going to be listening to it's this. It's all right. No, plenty of people watch. You're allowed to move. No, I know, but Don't I'm like, like, But, you know, nodding doesn't. Matter. Does it? Yeah. Don't, don't, it's not yeah. a mirror. Don't do your hair in it. <laughs> I do that as well. To be fair. Um, and um, we've been together thirteen years. It's very amazing. No one would have believed it. And you know, I wouldn't have thought we'd get married. But I wouldn't well, think we'd be married when we got married. Well, I was. I hadn't had a relationship for more than about two. I think two years was my longest relationship for a right. bet you. And I've been with you for thirteen years. It's ridiculous. When we got married, I thought this will probably last three or four years. That'll be fine. Is that what you yeah. thought? Is it? I thought that everyone would go well done, Rich. That was a good knock. <laughs> Nine years. We're going to get to ten years, aren't we? We're going to have to um, buy you a special ring or something for being married to me for ten years. Okay. I mean, that's you Not tying good, yourself in knots here. Um, What's the secret of our marriage, would you say, that we've made it last so very long? Do you know what? What? When we first started dating... Yeah. Um, or, like, a little way in, you said to me, I think as a joke, you said to me, you're the lowest maintenance girlfriend I've ever had. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Uh, and then you laugh loads. I've got to. Uh, I've come to eat my words on that since my I married you. Yeah. <laughs> you waited till we got married, and then the high maintenance <laughs> stuff came right out. I'm telling what's, you. What's high maintenance about me? Uh, all sorts. The lot. Uh, when we had our first proper date, I you, you were sort of quite standoffish. Well, it wasn't even a proper date. I would just met with you, but I was. Is that can- why I was, I was counting it? I was counting it as a date. first date. But I very strongly felt during that first date that we were going to get married and we were going to have a boy and a girl. I wow. felt it very, I felt it very strongly. Okay. I kind of saw into the future, and uh, I didn't tell you because that's not a cool thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, my looking into the future goggles told me if I told you, then it wouldn't come true. Right, right. But it's come true, and we've had a boy and a girl, and we got 
I yeah. could. I, I, I've sensed it all. Um, this is the kind of the shit that if I said you'd have a field day, <laughs> like go, oh, homeopaths, <laughs> whatever. It's not, and then do warships to do. And you know, the uh, I've been doing. I've been looking into physics a lot recently, and you know, time travel might be possible. Also, you know, there's. There's there's ten dimensions to the universe. Oh yeah, you want to flaunt this book that you've read while it's still fresh in your mind. There's ten dimensions. We live in three or four of the dimensions. I can't. I think we live in four because of time, and like that means there's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and maybe Mm eleven of other things. And the the, you know I thought this might be quite a good idea for a book. You can nick this if you want. Um, That like because like our shadow is two dimensions or three dimensions if you include time, and we're three dimensions or four dimensions. And then I had an idea that like. That we're we're the shadow or something, so we're just basically mm. the the kind of psychic shadow of something else in the fifth dimension. Uh, and I thought the Earth could be a place where basically all the fifth dimension creatures shit out all their bad ideas, and that's you know and what? they get chucked in. Has someone done that? If time travel's possible, you yeah. would email that to Lost because that would have been a much better ending. Is that what Lost did? No, they did a fucking purgatory ending, okay. but that's way more exciting. But that'd be quite interesting if you could go if you could travel into the fifth dimension and find those creatures, and then. You as a uh, as a human who finds out they're just a shadow of something mm. else has to convince the higher beings that some of the stuff they've thrown away in Earth is actually quite good. What do you think about that as an idea? Should I send that to your book agent? I mean, she deals with children's books. Yeah, yeah. it could be a kids' book. Could be a scary kids' book. In the Mike Wozniak Rahela spot, I don't remember this. Someone just tweeted me about it today. I predicted you would leave me for a woman. How's that going? Is that how's that? Because that, if I'm obviously my predictive powers are pretty good, I don't mind as long as I can watch. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but um, cool. I think that's that's what's going to happen. I'll keep an eye out. What will you do? (laughs) You know, I came very, very close to dying this year, which must have been very hard for you. Um, (laughs) What would you do? Do you think you could cope without me? I don't think you'd get. How would you do if I was? What would I do without you? Yeah. I mean, shall I do a comedy answer? <laughs> I yeah. think so. Who cares? Did it make you It'll think? Because be I was in bed for quite a while. I've always thought if I died, you'd. I, I've been looking forward to dying because right. you would be. You wouldn't be able to do half the stuff. You don't know how much I do under and so behind the be scenes. Dead, but secretly I, as I be as, as, as I was, I was dying. As I was dying, I think, yeah, she doesn't know how to put the bins out. Doesn't know how to yeah. do the bank accounts. Doesn't know where any of the stuff that we need to do is. Doesn't know where, or any of that stuff. I mean, <laughs> Now she'll see how great I was, and that's when I fall in love with a woman, I guess. Maybe because you're laughing at me. But but you basically had a month where you had to do everything. Did you cope okay? I mean, I think so. Yeah, okay, not as much fun, is it? <laughs> I don't know what you want. Uh, thank you, by the way, for look, for doing looking after me when I wasn't very well. You were a really great um, answer patient. I've only got one bullet now, and I've, yeah. I've been trying to build up the courage to tell you about it because. I thought you'd leave me for a woman. I mean, you might as well leave me for a woman, and I've only got one bollock. It's only one bollock away from being a woman now, aren't I? I mean... Is that the how it works? <laughs> Is that... I suppose that's politically incorrect now, isn't it? I mean, you're one step closer to being J.K. Rowling, I guess. <laughs> no, that's your, that's your... Oh, and look, you did stand up while pregnant. That was a good... How did you find that? You wrote the set for when you're pregnant. Which is a stupid thing to do because you could do it twice, <laughs> and now I have to get you pregnant again, which you know might be di- might be troublesome. Right, right, yeah. Might be difficult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, how did you find writing a, a, a pregnancy-specific stand-up set? Well, 
it's kind of fun, isn't it, when there's parameters? Yeah. It helps you focus. How many gigs did you do with your pregnancy? Oh, not, well, with Phoebe, probably a few more, but only one or two with Ernie. I wasn't gigging very much. No. Um, why do you hate me playing snoop against myself so much? Look, there's the snoop table there. I don't know if you can see it. I don't, have I gone on record yeah, and said the, I hate it? You're the think. only human being who has uh, appeared in my snooker podcast. I don't understand. Because apart from me and my all the other Wait, me's. what one was I in? When we were in London, you were out oh. and then you came back unexpectedly. And I was down in the cellar playing snooker and you went, Ah, oh, you please, stupid snooker! <laughs> and then stormed out and it wasn't a joke was it because I was looking after our child and trying to do the shopping and cooking and you were just like no, I think it was night time I think, I think she was asleep I don't think we had kids then really? yeah was I don't I... think so you just didn't like you thought it was uh, you know you thought it would never come to anything and then uh, last year after just 10 years of doing it <laughs> I earned hundreds of pounds by putting it on well so when you add that over the 10 years yeah, you... I probably earned t- um, two hundred pounds a year. You sure <laughs> and you happily spent that money. Yeah. Added it to your. Five, I didn't know you had five million dollars when I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's ask you some emergency questions. Oh, blimey, so we've done forty-five minutes. Well, time flies, doesn't it? It's been good. Because we're so in love. It's been all right. It looks like we are in this. It's nice. <laughs> We've done a good job of making it, making it like we're a nice. We're doing well. It's we're over five hundred people watching. This is the highest viewing figures wow. we've had live for a long time. Hello, people. Absolutely disgusting. Them. What Rich gets up to alone. <laughs> um, if you, what about this emergency question? If you could uh, stop looking at their question, most of them are bots. Hello. Um, You, you wished uh, Ali Fan's son Leo a uh, happy 15th birthday and he still talks about it, Katie. Ah. Oh. Oh, there you go. Um, it meant a lot to Katie too, clearly. Um, <laughs> if you could have any one item from any art gallery or museum in the world, they got together and said, we love good gigs I've go bad. I've answered this oh. on another podcast. When did you? I looked them up. Uh, Mike, you changed your mind? Michelangelo's David. Oh, yeah. And oh, you did. the reason is because I studied um, Romans and Greeks a little bit in my A-levels. And the the Michelangelo's David is actually sort of a copy of the um, the Dory Forest by Polyclites, um, and um, I always kind of really liked it. Maybe you are the brainiest one in this relationship. Uh, question nine eight nine: Is the Pope Catholic? I mean, he's got to be, really. All right. How about this? Is Jesus Catholic? No. Oh, very sure about that. That's going to upset a lot of the Catholic listeners and viewers. Well, he wasn't Catholic. What was he? Jewish. Wow. He started up Christianity, though, didn't he? he? Said, get rid of that Jewish stuff. I don't think that's exactly Let's what he have... said. <laughs> Do you think Jesus thought that the the bread and the wine would literally turn into his body, or was it a metaphor for uh, something? I think it's impossible for us to determine mm-hmm. now. Why did Why didn't he clarify it at the time? I mean, did he? He could even... have just put it in the book, and he go. I mean, that literally. So say, I can see the future. This will save a lot of time. I'm starting doing bits of material now. Um, uh, do you think town? God, this is question nine nine three. I was struggling. I had to do a thousand one questions. Nine nine three. Do you think town should bring back the forum? What? 
you think that? That's a good... Is that, is, is that where the people shout? That's to where... To It's in Romans, it's where the the citizens would meet up and they would... And you know, have a talk, debate. They could debate, and, yeah, but they could also just do their market business. It was like a town square, but a bit, bit more formal than that. Because there was still market... Yeah, still, but it's more formal than that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they should. It, might, idea, it might take the heat off Twitter. Good idea. Didn't answer that one myself. Um, let me see. I'll, let's... Uh, Ask me about there. the armpit one. What? Have I not asked you that before? No. Would you prefer to have a, a hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispenses sun cream? I've obviously thought about it. Yeah. Go on then, what? I have a follow-up question. Okay. Um, the armpit that dispenses sun cream, mm-hmm. does it also dispense BO? Because if you're sweaty and then you might like rub... You know, bo all over yourself with the sun cream. Well, I mean, do you dispense bo, or is bo just stale sweat? So you know, it's up to you to keep yourself clean, Kate, <laughs> and keep the nozzle clean. Uh, you know, <laughs> your nozzle. sweat doesn't your sweat doesn't really smell until you just leave it under there. Okay. So as long as you keep washing, you'll be fine. It okay. does. It, they, I'm sure you still have sweat glands under there. It's not, yeah. not a monster. Okay. But just in the middle. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Good. Good. That's what you know. I'm everyone chooses the sun cream. I'm sticking with the sun. Have you ever seen a ghost? Well, I mean, the we—it's probably quite well documented on both our podcasts that we hear children crying. Yeah. In our 300-year-old house. Yeah. Um, but we think that's just parental madness. Yeah. Slash concern. Our cat meowing. A cat meowing. I did once, when I was about five or six, I woke up in the night and I thought I saw the head of Medusa in my wall. Yeah. And that was quite scary. That was probably not a ghost of Medusa. Probably wasn't the ghost of Medusa in Hertfordshire. I mean, in the box room. Yeah. That's probably just an imagination thing. So, Drunk Women Solving Crime, still going, going strong. Yeah. Um, Have you ever discussed your, because you ask um, your guests... Usually a female guest in mm-hmm. November for International Men's Day. I didn't, we, I didn't we, know there was one, but apparently there is one. There, um, you have male guests. I've not yet been invited on properly. No, we got to get you um, on. You asked them for a crime. Did, have you guys? Have I? Did I ask you this last time? Have you got crimes that you would talk about if it was? Uh, what have you ever been the victim of a crime, Katie? Yeah. What, what crime have you been the victim of? I've had my wallet stolen. Okay. In a cafe. Mm, it's not that interesting. Not that good. Uh, I've had all the usual sexual harassment ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah not with, I mean, standard, isn't it? It's not a story. Yeah, it is, but it's a um, big story. It's hashtag me too. Um, and then, oh yeah, I think I did. T- I told this baby on Kate, um, the White Wine Question Time podcast, Kate Thornton's podcast. Yeah. Sorry, no one listens to that. They do. None of my lot listen to that. Oh, well, that's true. There's no crossover. Yeah. I had a boss that slapped me around the face. What? But I did not press charges. Which job were you working in then? One of my pub jobs. Wow. Um, and he was just... A, he was a very angry man that everybody was terrified of. Yeah. And made huge allowances for. Um, and... I was looking at the... We had the pink slip and the red... You know, when you were checking, you had, like, the starters and then you'd take that bit. And so we hung them all on pegs. I was looking at them. I was looking at them with my hand in front of my mouth. And he... It was pre-COVID times and he slapped my hand away from my mouth and went, don't put your hands around your face. Wow. He wasn't a very nice man. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a crime. It is it's the a, crime of common assault. assault. Yeah. Blimey. What an awful life you've led. Nearly. Well, you know, maybe that's payback for killing that kid. I reckon he died, really. No, he definitely didn't well, die. Well, you you your parents would have told you he didn't die. Your memory will have written paper over the cracks to save you the trauma. I can tell you right now... Easy on Facebook. Uh, my parents would have been pretty, pretty horrible to me if he had died. And yeah. they were really nice to me afterwards. Okay. And that's not like them. How... Have you My found... fingers were in a plaster for ages. He injured yeah. me. Look, you first. nearly murdered him. Yeah. That's not just because someone's hurt or... you. I know you're not teaching our kids this. If someone hurts you at school, push them in the traffic. Just push them in the traffic. I wasn't. Hope someone to... saves them. I wasn't trying to push him into traffic. I was trying to just push him. Well, you knew what you're doing. I, I think. Do. That, I think the nursery has some culpability. Yeah. In having a, a long drive going down into a road and not having and a not, gate over and it. not watching the children. They got there and saved them. Um, how have you found doing the podcast? I mean, you've done a couple at the Crap Clap and Grand, haven't you? But in the last year, you've just been doing oh, yeah. them remotely. And so has that worked as well for you as doing them um, I with, think... in the same room? You didn't do many. In, you did occasional ones in theatres before, right? Oh, well, we did. A, yeah, our, our live work was always on the up. It was increasing and increasing and then obviously a huge dive, like, down again. I, I mean, I think the Zoom ones are in, like a really, really brilliant way to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone really appreciates, like of everybody's podcast, everyone really appreciates everyone keeping going. Um, so at first I kind of thought it was great, actually. Um, and as you discussed in your intro, you can fart while you're recording. And yeah. no one's any the wiser, <laughs> apart from tonight, as you sit there. I haven't farted. Holding them in. I haven't farted at all. Um, I've been I, very respectful. I appreciate your respect. You have not been as respectful to me. <laughs> no one knows the truth. <laughs> I have not farted. Um, um, and do you, how do you find doing... Because uh, you're not always drunk, but you sometimes get dangerously drunk, I would yeah. say. Um, and I've, the thing I notice about you when you're drunk is there comes a point where you absolutely fail to understand what is a joke and what is true what is not a joke. I've noticed that in our day-to-day life. I mean, not day-to-day. This is the therapy bit. But in in the podcast, it's very funny in the podcast. <laughs> but is is there, there's bits where you I don't realise someone's joking anymore because you're so drunk. Yeah. Um, has that been a has that been a problem? It's very entertaining. You know what? I want you to feel heard. <laughs> I appreciate what you're saying, and I need to do better. No, it's good. It's good when you get with you. The my favourite one recently was when you decided you could speak French. And then realised oh, halfway yeah. through the sentence that you could, you thought you could say disgusting in French. You went, I think I can say it in French. It's il disgusting. <laughs> that was the best thing that happened. So, I mean, it's good. The, dr- the drunkenness aspect. Um, <laughs> the one I was listening to, to, to today was about a man who counterfeited coins. It's the one that's oh, just out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, you're all pretty drunk during that one. And yeah. it's sort of, you know, it's quite a, there's a sort of serious element to the story. And it's not, but people being really drunk and going off on tangents. Yeah. Trying to tell a historical yeah. story is very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. But then you had to get back from the Clapham Grand from that one. Yes. I mean. But you get cabs, right? We, you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has been quite quite a journey. What's your question? Well, no, it's just... But it's an interesting... I, it's a quite a risky... I'm interested in lots of things that people are doing online recently yeah. and this year. 
where they're taking, you know, it's improvised and they're taking chances and, you know, you're adding an, an extra element into it by, um, it's the reason it, you know, it's the it's the selling point and it's the reason it, it works. Not the only reason it works, but it's a, it's, it's it gives it it's a unique thing that you're all drunk. But having to improvise comedy when you're drunk, I've done a gig in um, the Frog and Bucket where they, oh, de- yeah. where they deliberately get you as drunk as possible. And it's kind of interesting, but also you're... You know, it's quite dangerous because you're absolutely out of control. And then you didn't put that. I didn't put that out in on in a podcast, right? So you also you always seem to keep it like within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different beast. It's like how the Gong Show isn't really a gig. It's a different. That's the, the aim of what you're doing is different to the. As long as you accept that it's not what you what it looks like on the surface, then everyone can still have a good time, and it's a different thing. But I think the thing is, there's degrees with the drunkenness, and there's definitely a couple of episodes i've gone too far on and it's not safe and i have regrets well it's funny though that's the thing that's easy i mean aside from the personal danger to yourself your health and your well-being yes it's very funny <laughs> i listen to every they're very good and that, but also you learn lots of stuff about history yeah from some people who don't really know very much about history it's and are drunk it's my favorite way to learn stuff <laughs> and i don't want to um like, I've genuinely learned most of my, the facts in my life from The Simpsons, and I'm not comparing our podcast to The Simpsons at all. But that is my favourite way to learn stuff, when it's just kind of fun and nonsense as well. Well, I learned today that Isaac Newton was put up to try and stop this guy who was right? making making dildos in the 1600s. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And, and you were talking about I, I making a dildo of Isaac Newton. I think he'd be quite a good dildo shape, because he sort of he wore that wig. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that would be it would be Wings quite. For her pleasure. I think you did talk about making nerdy dildos. Yeah. The, the all of you. Um, so yeah, so it's that just wherever you get your podcast, Drunk Women Solving Crime, you can go on Patreon, can you, and become a yes. Um, if you love Drunk Women Solving Crime, yeah. Apart from um, listening to our podcast and subscribing and downloading and all the things and telling your friends, um, Patreon dot com forward slash Drunk Women Solving Crime. And there's different tiers, and we do all kinds of extra stuff for people that like it. But do remember, she's sitting on a five million dollar fortune, so don't yeah. give, don't give her your money. She can spend some of her five million dollars on. I'm going to uh, uncover this five million dollars, <laughs> and then I'll share it with the people. Okay. The the patron people. So join on Patreon, and then you'll get a share of my five million. Become a badger on this. I put <laughs> I put all your money back into making more content. Do you make more content with your Patreon money, or yeah, do you keep yeah. just keep it for yourselves and buy? No, we do lock-ins. We yeah. do um, extra videos. We do all sorts of stuff. Mm. Do you do that? No. <laughs> you give out t-shirts I so. do I do I'm very nice to these people um, I've written down here I didn't ask this question if I die will you remarry <laughs> if I die will you remarry Katie because oh. I, I want to say I do not want you to remarry <laughs> it is my wish that you do not have any other relationship after I'm dead um, you know what What? I do not want to remarry yeah because no man could compare or woman as we've discussed could um, compare You'll be you keep her honest, people, because I definitely will die before Katie Wilkins. And uh, would you consider having a? Someone's asked about robots. There, would you consider having a robot version of me to replace me? No, thank you. If it was all, I could put my actual cock on it. No. Well, I'd, I'd just say that. But when I'm dead, just cut off, put it on the robot. It's you or no dice. Okay. 
I don't feel the same. I would if you die. If you die, I will. If you die, I won't marry another woman. But I'm going to taxidermy my corpse. I'm a robot of you. Wasn't one of your crimes, or did I get this somewhere else where someone a a man had got got the body of a woman? Carl, um, what's his face? That was a dark one. There's some dark ones. He dug up the body of a woman he wasn't even going out with. He didn't even bury her. He kept her. Right. And um, then painted her eyes in. He and had stuff. the key to her tomb that he'd uh, specially never put a key, never lock your tomb. <laughs> go go yeah. underground where they can't get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that to you if you die. I'll paint on your eyes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't look at the photos, but I there did. are photos of the. Did you look at I them? I, did, I yeah. deliberately didn't. Trigger warning if anyone's going to try and. Yeah, trigger warning. You know, just in case you thought <laughs> I don't really like uh, dead bodies and stuff, but luckily there's a trigger warning now. Oh fuck. <laughs> That saved me looking at the thing. That I stupid of me. Thank goodness, Katie said that. Um, good. What? Anything? Any... I was going to hug you and say, "Hope you stay alive." Thank you. Then, well, pretty... you seem to be trying to keep me. No, I thought, you know, you'd think this, you'd be delighted that they, I thought you might just try and nudge me off nudge when I was off. when I was ill. Just might just try and encourage me off. The, and then you know, you have got the rest of your life free. No. You need you need me around to help look after the kids once they're gone. You can not you can <laughs> me off. What have you got um coming up? Sounds like I'm getting lucky tonight. Look at all this hugging going on. <sighs> Gonna get maybe we could do a little uh, Patreon extra <laughs> you can be the pizza delivery girl. Um what anything coming you got a new book coming I've up? I've got a new book coming out in More. February two thousand twenty two. Yeah. I've got a Drunk Women live show in uh, September the 17th. Right. We've just booked in Cavendish Square for the Underbelly. I mean, actually, that by the time this goes out, I think I'm allowed to say that. Okay. It's a hypothetical. This is moment. going out live. <laughs> so, so, I mean, those guys will know, but um, yeah. there's probably going to be more live stuff because everything's opening up again, isn't it? Big it is. And you, is, is there a Drunk Women website? Yes, there is. And there's a Katie Wilkins website, but... Yeah. It's there's not been two. updated very much. There's loads of inaccurate stuff on there. Yeah, there, there might well be. Yeah. I need to get Needs on that. To it's on my to-do list. Mm, yeah, get on with it. This, you know. Yeah. Will your drunk women be streamed, us, Ali Fan, or is it just going to be? Oh, like, great question. Good question, Ali Fan. Um, we are looking into that. We think it probably will be streamed this September one because all of our Clapham ones have been streamed. Well, because we weren't allowed to have a real audience and stuff. Um, I think the way forward might be that it is streamed, but we will announce and let everybody know as soon as we can whether it's streamed or not. My Clapham Grandmons will be streamed. You can buy tickets online or in person. Uh, thank you very much. Next week's guest will be Phoebe Herring. <laughs> be quite good fun. Uh, Ashley is May Martin next week. Oh, yeah. And then Felicity Ward the next week. Awesome. Uh, and then one more remote one, and then we're going into theatre ones. I think I might need to do a few more remote ones to get me through to the next lot of theatre ones. So we will do the occasional remote ones, but if you're enjoying these remote ones, there are three more to come. Uh, and if you're listening to this as a podcast, doesn't matter, does it? Uh, check out twitch.tv slash RK Herring, uh, where I do all sorts of stuff like the puppet show I do, Katie. You yes, seen that? terrific. Do you think it... When I came up with the idea of quite soon after losing in fact maybe mm. before I lost my testicle of having a puppet of my testicle that I talked to you you advised me to think very hard about it I well yeah and that you seemed to think it was a bad idea no I just said think it through okay I didn't think it through I just did it I think that's your approach to, <laughs> I think in some way that was therapy. do you think it's a healthy way for me to process it by having a puppet 
I mean, I think there are less healthy ways. Have you seen the puppet? I have seen it. Oh, he's on the left-hand side. I've got to put him on the right-hand side. There he is. Yeah. E on the right, bollock. It's good. Think I'm a good ventriloquist. Oh, we haven't got, we haven't left yet. All right, thanks everyone. See you next time on Rahalastafer. Rahalastafer, bye. You have been listening to Rahalastafer with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Catherine Wilkins. Um, the music is by Scant Regard. It's new. Hope you like it. I'm indebted to my friend, producer, director, and all-round good egg, Chris Evans. Not that one. I'm also indebted to Ben Walker, Mark from British Comedy Guide, everyone at Acast, everyone at Ian Tunes, and all my friends and family. Um, and Noel Edmonds as well. Why not? I'm indebted to him as well. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Go to RichardHang.com slash gigs to find out about live gigs actually happening that you can come to. And go to GoFasterStripe.com slash badges to become a monthly badger and get all kinds of bonus stuff plus help fund us to make even more content for you. What could be fairer than that? Now go on your way, my fine, fine. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.